Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great privilege to be here with you, to be able to come together and worship uh, online and in person, to be able to celebrate who God is and what God is continuing to do in this world. My guess is that if you are visiting for the first time, that you uh, were invited or that you've stumbled across uh, our community, that, that you're wondering who we are. And I just wanted to share a little bit. My, like I said, my name is Stephen, but uh, one of the things that I recognize is that you know we, we aren't perfect. We here at Cassidy, we realize that we're not perfect, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And so I want to invite you to come with us, to grow with us, to build a community alongside us that recognizes that Jesus is the one that we need to be more like. And together, we can grow in that relationship, grow in this online community, and grow in the way that we follow and pursue Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and I think uh, this weekend is really a weekend that we can get behind uh, being together uh, because it's, it's a weekend that we can start to celebrate. We can start to celebrate something that we've been holding out hope for for a while, and that's the end of 2020. That's the, the beginning of 2021, this new year. So 2020 has just been a train wreck of a year. We've had, we've had a global pandemic. I know that you know that, but I'm just going to mention it from the get-go. But there's hope because uh, there's a vaccine. And so 2021 uh, seems like it, it's going to be a, a better year for the pandemic. There, there's been political unrest and there's been racial uh, unrest and there's been so many things that have gone on in 2020 and it's just been exhausting. It's just been a mess is what it's been. And so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to uh, recognize that and call that out and say, hey, you know what, though? It, it, it's good that, it, that Christmas has been a mess. We understand that. But it's good because the truth is this. Christmas was always meant to be messy. Uh, the, the, the gift of Christmas is that Jesus came into the world, into our messy world, to get messy right alongside us, to help us get out of our mess, to help us to, to come to life in Him and to help us to find a new direction, to help us find hope in who Jesus is. And so my guess is that you have experienced a rough 2020 just like I have. I mean, just being totally transparent, this, this Christmas season, this season of Advent, I had to really work to get myself prepared, to, to kind of build some excitement about Christmas because there were so many unknowns. Are we going to meet in person? Are we going to meet only online? Are we going to be able to do anything for Christmas? What is that going to look like? How are we going to do it? Um, it was just a lot of stress. We had all of the stress of regular day-to-day -day life, and, and then we compounded it with all of the other things. And so my guess is you are just as excited for 2020 to go by the wayside as I am. I, I mean, I haven't been this excited since, uh, since 1999. When we were expecting a brand new millennia, when we're expecting the new year to bring uh, so many changes and so many possibilities, uh, there was also the fear that the world was going to come to an end uh, with Y2K, all the computers were going to crash. But the reality was we didn't have any of that to worry about. I spent, I spent my year 2000 uh, celebration in a data center because I used to do IT for a living. Uh, but my hope is that if you are older 20, over 20 and, and were able to celebrate, that you didn't have to celebrate in that way. Uh, my, my gut 
reaction to 2020 and, and the new year that's coming in in 2021 is that I am more excited about this new year than I have ever been excited about a new year because of all of the difficulty that 2020 brought with it. And my guess is you've had that same feeling that you are in the same boat and that together we are excited for this brand new year. So my, my, my encouragement is this, let's have hope in this new year. Let's have hope that God has new things planned for us and God has a new direction and a new, uh, new purpose for us to follow and to be obedient to. And, and the reality is that everybody that comes in contact with Jesus, everyone that comes in contact with Jesus has a life change. Maybe you've experienced somebody in your life that you've come in contact with that has made a, a profound difference on your life, that because of their conversation with you, because of their care, because of their compassion, because of something special about them, your life and the direction and the course of your life has changed forever. For my son, uh, it was a science teacher in middle school. Uh, I remember the, this, I, I don't remember her name, but I remember the interaction between that. So she just really cared about my son. She thought the world of Alex and uh, just saw so much potential in him. And, and she was a science teacher. And so he felt that care and that compassion and he latched onto that. And, and in a difficult time in his life, uh, he had somebody speaking life to him and that was a science teacher. And so it's no wonder for me that my son just graduated with, uh, with a bachelor's in biology in science because of this teacher. And I really, I believe that it's because of her care and her compassion and her desire uh, to leave a mark on his life that, that his life has taken this direction. For me, I remember when I was in seminary, I was struggling with, uh, with just the workload and, and, you know, this is so hard for me. Should it, should it be this hard if I'm just following what God is calling me to do? Um, and and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And there was a seminary professor named Dr. Brian Ebel. Uh, we loved calling him Dr. Ebel. Uh, you know, like, uh, anyway, uh, we, we, we were excited about taking every class that he had because he was able to make the things that we were hearing about uh, to make the, the theological concepts approachable so that we could share those with people in real world scenarios, so that we could interact with people and, and talk about the hope that we had in Jesus Christ because of the, some of the classes that we had. And when I, when I was graduating from seminary, he came out and, and had uh, dinner with my family and I just, just to act and, and give some encouragement. And Dr. Evil, if you're watching, hey, you're, you're, you're one of my favorites. You made a difference in my life. And because of you, uh, you because of the life that you spoke into my life, uh, I, have, I have been faithful in following my call to Jesus. My guess is that we've all experienced somebody like this, someone who has made a profound difference in our lives, someone who has, through their life uh, and, and the things that they've said and the way that they've said them, have altered the course of your life for the better. Uh, and the reason that I say that is because it, it's so common. Maybe it was a friend or a family member or, or a teacher or a professor, or maybe it was just some random person you met on the street that said something out of the blue that really stuck with you. But that's something that altered the, the, the direction of your life. And the truth is 
that if we let him, Jesus can do that and so much more in our lives. So as we come into this new year, as we come into this new season, as we come in with the hope that 2021 will be different, my guess is that if we let Jesus into our lives, that if we let Jesus really take residence in our lives, that everything will be different on the other side. Whether it's a new year or not, it will be a new you because you are allowing Jesus to make himself uh, more known to you. You're allowing yourself to be changed and used on his behalf. And here's the deal. Jesus has been doing this from the beginning. Uh, in, in the New Testament, we read about person after person that, that runs into Jesus during his earthly ministry and their lives are changed forever. After Jesus died and was, was resurrected, we, we read in the early church about person after person who encountered the story of Jesus and their lives were changed forever. Now, I'm not talking about just encountering a Christian or a billboard or a pamphlet or a commercial that makes such a difference in your life that everything changes, because that's not typically how that happens. But encountering the living God makes a difference to everyone that comes in contact with him. And if we let him, it can change the course of our lives. We're going to look today at the story of the wise men. Uh, and, and, and it's one of my favorite stories because we read through it and we think we understand it. And it's so, so complex and so interesting when you actually look at it because we're like, oh yeah, there's three wise men. No, there's three gifts. We don't know how many wise men there were. We don't really know where they came from. Although in some of our church, uh, church history, they, they, they talk about, we, we know their names, you know, they, but we really don't. It's just um, this idea of of this story that is kind of mysterious and kind of uh, engaging. But what we don't always see when we read the story is just how messy this situation was that the wise men find themselves in. I mean, there, there's a lot of political drama going on in this story as well, because when the wise men come uh, into Jerusalem, seeking the new king, they come before the current king, who is a guy named Herod, who is not excited about other people who are after him. This is what the gospel says. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during that t- the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came from Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. Now here's Here's the reality of of who Herod was. Herod was a shrewd ruler. Herod was king over a large chunk, not just what we consider Israel today, but a large chunk uh, of land. And Rome had given him the power and authority to do that. And, and, And Herod was a shrewd ruler as well. He had built the temple, although he wasn't really Jewish. He built the temple for the Jews so that they could uh, more be controlled than anything else. He wanted them to be under his control, under his rule. He didn't want them to revolt or to rebel. And so Herod, Herod was, was serious about maintaining his power. 
so serious that he had several of his sons executed because he thought they were plotting against them. And they talk about Herod, uh, and actually they, other historians outside of the Bible talk about the, the ruthlessness of Herod more than, than within the Bible. We don't see as much information. But what we do know is that Herod didn't want to let go of his power. And so when it says the wise men came to Herod and said, hey, where's the one that's been born king of the Jews? Uh, and it says that King Herod was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. My guess is if you got a ruler that's willing to execute his own children to maintain his power, that when there is a threat perceived, that you're just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. So all of Jerusalem was disturbed with him. And, and here's the deal. The wise men didn't know they were coming into this political intrigue, into this drama that they enter into, and yet they come and ask that question. And, and here's, here's how Herod responds. When he called the, together the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them, where was the Messiah to be born? See, Herod didn't know the scriptures. Herod calls together the, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and asks them, and they respond this way, in Bethlehem. In Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who, who, will, be, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and he said, go and search carefully for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Right? I'm not a big fan of air quotes or rabbit ears or whatever, but this is like the perfect time to use them because Herod had no intent to go and worship the Christ child. We know this because of what Herod did afterwards. We're not reading about this part, but what, what we know is that Herod sent, uh, sent people into Bethlehem and slaughtered every child three years old and younger so that his rule, his reign would be maintained so that there was no threat from the potential Messiah that these wise men went to find. And, and so when, when Herod says he wants to go worship him, really what he wants to do is, please let me know who, who the, the, chief, uh, the chief person that is a threat to my rule and reign is so that I can take care of them, so that I can execute them and, take, and maintain my power and my control. And so the wise men entered into this, this situation not knowing what was going on. Uh, and after that, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Hey, this past week, uh, we got to see something that was really cool outside. It was this astronomical uh, conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn. I don't know if you got the opportunity to go outside and see it. Here in our area, the, it was uh, clear skies, so we were able to see it. Um, and I, I told people about it. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Uh, and I walked outside and I was like, okay, there it is. And it wasn't really as, as impactful as I thought it would be. And here's what, what gets me is we call this the Christmas star or the, the Bethlehem star. And, and I'm not sure why we call it that because 
my guess is this is not what the wise men were following. When the wise men seek to find where Jesus is, when they, they're, he, they're trying to find him, the, the star went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Now, I was able to see the conjunction for about 20 minutes before it dipped down below the horizon. My guess is that's not what the wise men were following because that definitely would not have stopped over somebody's house where the child was. And so while it was interesting, while it was cool, it's not this, this astronomical sign that God used, this supernatural way to call attention to the birth of Jesus. It continues, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. They went home by a different direction. They were warned in a dream, but here's the deal. They encountered Jesus. They encountered the Christ himself, and and they offered worship to him and presented gifts to him, and everything changed for them. You see, the wise men brought treasure, but the true treasure was one they never expected. They never expected to, you know, they, they, they went to, to meet the newborn king. They didn't expect to meet God in the flesh. They went to meet a, a newborn child. They didn't go and, and intend to meet the one who created everything in the world, the heavens and the earth itself. And yet, when they came to that place, everything was different. They were warned in a dream to go back because they were open to the possibility of who it was they had encountered. That true treasure that they left with was, was the encounter with Jesus Christ, not the, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If you let Jesus, he can change everything in your life. He can change your direction He can change the potential and the possibility of your future, and he can make you into the person that God always knew you could be. I know this firsthand, friends, because when Jesus came into my life, when I had my experience of of the living Christ, everything changed. And here's why. Because then I realized the heavens aren't just full of stars. They're full of, of the person of God. And, and, and that, that God is right here with us and that God is interested in our world. And I didn't understand how all of that worked or what all of that meant. I just knew that I had had an experience with God. And one day before I was an atheist and the day after I was not. And I knew that I could change one direction and, and go in the direction that I had always been going in and choose that. But for me, there really was no choice because if all of that was true, if God took time out of his busy schedule to come and interact with me, who was I to say no? And so I said, I need to learn more. I need to understand who this God is and, and what this God wants from me because I, I, I don't want to be in opposition to God. 
And so I opened myself up to the possibility of Jesus. I opened myself up to the possibility of God because of an experience I had, and it made all the difference in the world. It changed my direction. It changed my decisions. It changed my future because of one instance with Jesus. And and my hope is that you have experienced that, that you're out there and you have experienced the gift that is Jesus, that, that you can have true life in Jesus Christ, that you can, you can recognize a, a hope in Christ. But if you haven't, I want to encourage you with this. Jesus is really out there and he really wants to be in a relationship with you. And if you let him, you can find a different path in Christ. Not just not just a different direction, but a, a new life. We, we talk about it in the church this way. You can be born again in Jesus, in a hope that is beyond all hope, in a promise that is beyond every other promise, and in a person that is the King of kings, the creator of the heavens and the earth, come to earth to give us his hope, his life, and his potential. This is the hope that we have in Jesus. This is the promise we have. And if you open yourself up to that potential, if you open yourself up to that possibility, everything can change for you. This this has been a messy year. It's just been crazy outside and around. And my guess is you're sitting there and, and making New Year's resolutions, planning for different things. And I'm not a big fan of resolutions, mostly because I don't typically keep any of the resolutions that I intend to keep, like going to the gym or exercising more or doing things like that. Maybe you have resolutions about spending less time on social media or spending more time with your family. And all of those are good resolutions. But here's here's what I want to propose to us. What if instead of a resolution instead of a resolution to do something different, that we become resolved to follow Jesus more deeply, to allow God to to do something in us, to change us into the people that God wants us to be, to, to allow God to move us from where we are and place a new direction, a new path, a new life before us so that we can experience the gift that we have in Jesus Christ. Because here's the deal. God calls us into relationship and called the Magi from the East. They came with their gifts in in the middle of a messy situation and presented their gifts and went away by a different path. We too can go away from the encounter we have with Jesus by a different path. We don't go away because we have been sent away. We go away because we've got work to do. Here's the deal. We need to worship, we need to adore, and we need to get to work because there is work to do on behalf of Jesus Christ, and that is the gift that God gives to us. He calls us into relationship, calls us from, from the depths of the brokenness of this world, the messiness that we're in, into his marvelous light, into his life, so that we can have life in him, so that we can live on behalf of him, so that we can love in his world for him, so that we can change his world through him, so that we can be a part of the building of the kingdom of God. And so my hope is this, that as this year draws to a close, 
as we have anticipation and anxiety and hope over this new year, that we will allow Jesus to come into our lives and we will take seriously the call he places on our lives and we'll follow him more obediently this next year than we ever have before. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of Jesus Christ, for the hope that you offer us in him. We thank you that we can be transformed, that we can be changed from the inside out by the presence of God, that we can go back by a different route. We can get busy for you in a new direction, in a new hope, in a new potential. So empower us, encourage us, and pour your Holy Spirit out upon us that in this moment, in this time, we would come to life for you. And that as we come to life, as we are are experiencing the gift you have given us of Jesus Christ, that it makes all the difference in our world and in the lives we live for you. We ask this in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everyone agreed and said, Amen.